Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptid Cocktail Party, a show where we have a few drinks, share a few laughs, take a dive into the unknown. I'm your host, Dave, and today I'm joined by good friend Jamie Hurley. How's it going, bud? I'm hanging in there, brother. How yeah, about you? I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing all right. It's been. It's been a couple months, but I'm feeling good. I, I know you've had a rough couple months as well. <laughs> yeah, it's been. <laughs> It's been a couple six months for me. Like it's been, you know, one kick in the pants after the other. Oh yeah, we both got our cars stolen around the same time. Yeah. How did that? How does that happen, dude? I don't. I don't know. And yours is yours is even a wilder story than mine. Mine was because of a TikTok trend. Yours is because of a disgruntled employee. I'm suing from a fucking insurance company. Yeah, an insurance company. My insurance company's (laughs) tow guy stole my car, and then did God knows what with it out in (laughs) Manchester. Uh, dude, and I don't know. It's they cut me a six thousand dollar check, so that's all I can. And I got the car back, so I'm I'm happy. Oh, so you got the car back and money? Oh, I got was the it, car. Is that back. like hush the, money? Like, hey, listen. The, I- yeah, the the, <laughs> the 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 car was jacked up. That's like all scratched up. They stole everything from the inside that wasn't bolted down. But um, which is most of a car. Paint. So I mean, you got lucky there. Yeah. So um. <laughs> Yeah, I got it back, and they, they uh, basically like, oh wow, we really screwed up. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've watched that show on the Discovery Channel about tow truck drivers. They're not like the most wholesome dudes. Uh, I won't get into all the details <laughs> about the guy who came to pick up mine. I've worked with a lot of great people in my life. A bunch of my good friends own auto body shops. No, dude, disparage the fuck out of them, bro. Fucking call them out. Guitars. I can't even disparage them because I don't even know what their name is. A guy showed up with an unnamed truck. Dude, what if it wasn't even? What if it wasn't even from the insurance company? What if just some dude was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna test this out," and you're like the first mark. He's like, "Yeah, I'm here from the insurance company." Yeah, who? It it honestly could (laughs) have happened. Oh, he, you got suckered like an old lady on a telescam. Seriously. He said he didn't speak English, but what he didn't know was that I speak a little bit of Spanish. And uh, I heard him saying some sketchy stuff. <laughs> and, you know, I I love my Latino friends and Latina friends and everything. But it's like, you know, he was uh, he was on his so, earpiece. So when you followed that up with butt, I, was, I thought you were going to be like, but you're a bunch of shady motherfuckers. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. <laughs> like, whoa, you can't say that on the show. No, it's um, <laughs> it was just I, I literally told uh my wife, and you can ask her. I I was like, I don't think that my car is gonna show up at my friend's garage, and just based on the couple things that I picked up, it you didn't. know, while it didn't, and he called me a couple hours later and was like, did you pick up your car? Do something else? And I was like, nope, car's gone. Yours got stolen from your driveway. I woke up to go to work and it was just like, huh, that's, that's not, I didn't, Ugh. huh? <laughs> Anyways, you, you got it. You got it back though too, right? 
Oh, no, it's totaled. Oh, it was totaled. Yeah, I had to get a new car. I got a Chevy Spark, a little tiny fuck. Oh, well, at least you got that. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass to try and get a new car with my credit, though. Let me tell you what, boy. I had to go through Carvana because they were the only ones that would accept it. Oh, God. That's fine. Well, I got, if it's, you ever it's need a, help. It's a 2020. I'm only paying like $290 a month, which is more than what I would like to pay, but it is what it is. Anyways, <laughs> Jamie, I got one question for you. What's that? Are you are you a cryptids guy? I am and I'm not. I elaborate. I, <laughs> I I appreciate it. I love a good conspiracy theory. I love a good like spooky, you know, oh, yeah. theory about some crazy stuff. Who doesn't? Um, I've had weird stuff happen to me. Oh, yeah? I've been to the Museum of Cryptozoology multiple times up oh, in Portland, Maine. Hell yeah, dude. That place is fun so, as fuck. Yeah, I mean, I, I I enjoy myself with it, but I do not take uh, is such a deep uh, deep dive as some people do. So you're open to the idea of cryptids. You're just not someone who goes out searching for like, you're not going to sit there and be like, I'm going to Google everything about this one thing real quick. Oh, no. But if I see something with like red eyes looking at me through the woods, <laughs> I'm like, it's either the cops or some animal I don't know doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, I like that the cops have the same retinal reflection as a black yeah. bear. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, they are, bo- they are both very dangerous predators, but <laughs> that's not. <laughs> the funny thing is, where I live now, all my neighbors have game cameras and stuff out in their backyards and everything. So Why? it's like. Because we we get bears like wandering through from all the you know you used to live out in this area yeah but I lived in like I lived in downtown it's so dude it's I'm three minutes from where you were and they have cut down they have cut down so much stuff oh so they're all just wiped out the wildlife so we got bears deer turkeys like bobcats everything walking through here now well Jamie. I love that you brought up the fact that people are cutting down trees and the fact that you look like a fucking lumberjack right now, because today I'm, I'm going to tell you about some, I don't know how, uh, we're going to tell you about some fearsome creatures of the lumber woods. Are you ready for this? I, I love it. I want to hear it. <laughs> it's very fitting. All of this what is it, coming together perfectly. Awesome. <laughs> what were you going to ask? What's up? What's the, the, the lumber woods? Just, you know, you're talking about the woods in general where they're felling trees and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get into it right now, baby. I got a whole script ready for you. All right, I'm ready. So feel feel free to, if you have any questions or comments, or if you want to just poke fun at anything I say, feel free to jump right in, bud. Oh, you know I'll do that. All right. So uh, Fearsome Creatures of the Lumber Woods is a 1910 book slash fantasy field guide that was written by William Thomas Cox, who, fun fact... Uh, was Minnesota's first state forester and commissioner of conservation. The book details the North American folklore and the and the tall tale animals that lumberjacks and outdoorsmen would tell at their logging camps. Uh, it's either like as a means to pass the time, hazing those that were new to the jobs, or cautionary tales to those who might try and wander away from camp alone at night. Most stories were used jokingly, while others were used to explain away mysterious disappearances or like unexplained phenomena. And that and that's what I'm going to tell you about today. And I, I chose four of the best ones to share with you. So are you ready that's, to hear these? <laughs> I'm ready. And that's funny you bring that up because we didn't plan this at all. I had no idea. And I was like, hey, they're clear cutting every single spot around here where you used to live, yeah. you know, to... <laughs> To basically just gentrify it. 
Well, yeah. Well, I mean, can you really gentrify New Hampshire? It's it's pretty much. Oh, <laughs> oh pre- yeah. It's pretty much oh, uh, yeah. as white and weird as it can get. Yeah, oh, it gets worse. Trust me. <laughs> it gets worse. Uh, but anyways, yeah. You ready Let's for this? Let's hear it. You good? I'm All right. Ready. So the first, the first fearsome critter that I want to tell you about today is called the Tripadero. I'm assuming you're not familiar with this. I have not heard of the Tripadero. <laughs> All right. Uh, found mostly in the foothill forests, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, the chaparral. Uh, which, according to Wikipedia, is like a shrubland plant community type of biome thing in California. Okay. The Tripodera is said to have two telescopic legs that allows it to allows it to like adapt to its surroundings. You know, you you want to walk over all the shrubs, you want to hide behind Wait. some small bushes. Fucking go go gadget legs, baby. There you go. Fucking telescopic up and down. It can just extend and shorten oh, yeah. its legs as it wants. Mm-hmm. Now it's also said to have the tail of a kangaroo and a body that. Well, not very large, it's very solidly built. And as for its head, this thing is all snout. Like, just from basically from front to back, just one big snout. And uh, according to the book, this feature allows it to hunt for food. Basically, what it will do is while it's walking around, it'll like occasionally like telescope its body like above the brush for like a little reconnaissance mission. It's like a meerkat with mechanical legs or something like that. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, now, if it sees prey within 10 rods, uh, which is 165 feet, I had to look that up. What are rods? Who- it, uh, dude, I, so a rod is 65 feet or 55 feet. I don't know, dude. It's it's an old-timey book. It was written like in the 1910s, so who the fuck F- knows? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but 10 rods is 165 feet. So what it'll do is it will aim with its snout and then tilt its body until it's at the right elevation and then shoot a dried ball of clay at it that it keeps stored in the left side of its mouth. And it can shoot these with such force that it will, it'll knock out or just straight up like kill its victim. Uh, basically it's basically like a, like a living mortar. Like it, like you can like aim it, tilt it back and forth. You're looking at me like <laughs> you don't know what's happening. I, right now. I thought I heard a lot of stuff about cryptids and know a good amount about most of them. But the, where did you say this originated from? Uh, this is uh, this was told by uh, lumberjacks and like uh, frontiersmen in California. And for in what year? Oh, this book was written in the 30s, I believe, 1910. So this is like old school shit. Oh my god, it just sounds like a. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know. This is on a whole new level for me. Yeah. Like. Uh, <laughs> shooting clay mortars uh, I, i'm trying to process it to make it something only real. gets weirder from here all right <laughs> keep telling me keep telling me no once it spray i'm not saying this story gets more weirder i'm saying that as it progresses through these four cryptos that i chose they get weirder and weirder but uh, uh but once its spray is incapacitated it'll lower its body back down and just fucking hoof it through the through the brush to get to its prey where in the book it says it quotes It'll stay there until the very last bone is cracked and eaten clean. So that's a nightmare. <laughs> so aliens. <laughs> or um What are you gonna try and explain the, it away? Or that's what I'm gonna look at it as first, because I think I just have that natural tendency. To go straight but, to um, aliens or just to explain things? No, n- not straight to aliens, but think it's like, you know, just some uh drunken survivalist you know living out in 
that, has, that part of the area has, of the time as telescopic lights. Yeah, you don't know. They could strap on some stilts real quick and just kind of <laughs> jaunt out. Come on, like honestly, how fast could you strap on stilts and then take them off and then put them back on again? Probably not that fast, dude. Like, you gotta twenty imagine, seconds tops. If you're a skilled like clown, I don't think like anyone can just. Could you do it? Maybe. <laughs> but what else? But what else are you doing in the third in the 1930s, like a hundred years ago? This book is written in 1910. So even so, older these than so that. these stories come before that. It's not even like he compiled all these stories into one book in 1910. Doesn't mean that they were from 1910. So what were they drinking? In I don't know. Probably night. fucking moonshine. But they were using fucking wheat that had ergot in it. So they're all just hallucinating, <laughs> tripping. Yeah, balls. they all just tripping balls in the forest <laughs> the whole time, and it's like. Uh, so yeah, so that's so that's the that's basically the gist of the Tripadero. That's a that's a why I've never heard anything like that. That's a wild one. Are you ready for this next one? Yes, <laughs> I think so. This next one's called uh, the Funeral Mountain Terra Shot. Now the funeral funeral terror or Terra 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 like Terra as in like Earth. Earth. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna love this one. The funeral mountain terror shots were first reported by a group of Mormon emigrants traveling through the Funeral Mountain Range in California. They were probably relocating since they've pretty much been kicked out of everywhere they've ever tried to settle yep. since the <laughs> beginning of their fucking religion. Or I guess cult, yep. whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh Joe Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Des- I'll let you finish. <laughs> Described as having a shelled casket-like body, is a pro- approximately six to eight feet long, has four long and wobbly legs that cause it to be unsteady, swaying from side to side, front to back as it walks. Now, not only were the Mormons the first to report the creature, but they may also have happened to witness its extinction. Uh, so, as they of were, of course, <laughs> of course, as they were traveling through. Uh, one of the Mormons was like, yo, I'm going to go like check this out real quick. You guys go on ahead. I'll like, I'll catch up later. <laughs> uh, now, he learned through his investigation that the terror shots lived in the meadows higher up in the range where they would just like eat and fuck and apparently causing them to grow in such numbers to a point where they decided to emigrate, presumably to like the other meadows and grasslands on the other side of the desert that they could see from their elevated vantage point. Uh, So they formed a single file procession and marched down to the desert to start their journey. Uh, But sadly, none of them uh, would make it. Turns out they aren't really built for the heat. So as soon as they got onto the scorching hot sand, their bodies would distend so rapidly from the heat that they would explode. (laughs) <laughs> leave all right <laughs> what what do you got i'm gonna i'm gonna take this one on a whole new level right here this just sounds like you know joseph smith mm-hmm. the, the mormon founder and i i did 12 years of private catholic school which you know and i studied yeah. had to all this stuff inside and out joseph smith was a crazy man oh yeah he's a con artist I and his parents this, were con yeah, artists so, too this was another con probably to make up. And also like, does it sound similar? Like trying to march across the desert and dying to like another religion? Well, I mean, the Mormons weren't blowing up and dying. The No, no, no. The Mormons weren't, but the, but the cryptids were, or yeah. what they called the, the, or what they called, you know, the demons or whatever it was. Yeah. Does it sound similar to another story about people marching across the desert and dying who might've held different beliefs than the Mormons? 
Uh, nothing's coming to mind. The Jews, <laughs> the Christians, the, the, Islam, everything else from the Middle East, everyone marched across the desert because that's how it was there all the time. And there's a story yeah, in every a, book. But, but that's just also where all the people were. So, I mean, of course people are going to die in the desert, Jamie. I think that was just a hustle for the chosen people. At least they, uh, a hustle for uh, what Joseph Smith thought was the the Mormon Church, which I mean, they apparently did a good job. There, I will. I will now. say this: if a Mormon invented this story, it is the least fantastical story they've come up with, considering Absolutely. everything else built around what they believe. Sorry to disparage any Mormon listeners we have. <laughs> Just know that oh, you're. Oh, it's fine. Mormons just, are fine. I I've known some great Mormons. Oh, yeah. I know some great ex Mormons. Yeah, just know that it, your whole world is a lie and that we don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like, so 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 the terror shots would explode, uh, leaving deep grave shaped holes in the ground below them, and that's the story of the terror shots. Do you think it was a cover up that they just killed a bunch of random people they saw for resources? <laughs> They killed a bunch of random people they saw for resources, and they were like, yo, they were demons, and we also ate their bodies. Yeah, now look at all these, so, now look at all these grave-sized holes we dug, and then... Yeah. I mean... Makes sense, right? <laughs> hey, podcast lovers. My name is Haley, and I run the Doe Identify podcast. I have been passionate about helping the unidentified get their names back ever since I found out I lived within miles of where Sherry Ann Jarvis, formerly known as the Walker County Jane Doe, was found. In my podcast, I tell the stories and provide information about unidentified people in hopes of reaching their loved ones and getting their names back. So come join me and help me advocate for these people. You never know, you could recognize someone's story. Ready for this one? What's, what is, what is this? So this one's called the Whirling Wimpus. All right, great name. Right off the sounds, bat, solid sounds, fucking name. Sounds like an uh, Midwest emo band. <laughs> oh shit, dude! I bet if I go on Spotify right now, You'll I could find, find a band called the Whirling Wimpus. But uh, <laughs> rumored to live in the Cumberland Mountains of Tennessee, the Whirling Wimpus is thought to be behind many disappearances in the area, and the reason why those who left logging camps by themselves never returned, uh, according to woodsmen who have been in the region for a while, claimed the Wimpus is a bloodthirsty creature. Now, its top half resembles that of a gorilla and has massive front feet with smaller back feet. <laughs> you look you look upset. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything until you finish the story. Uh, <laughs> now... Wait, wait, wait. What year was this? What year was it? Oh, my God, Jamie. I don't know. This book came out in 1910, so this could have been told a million times between 1776. Oh, this, this is all from the this same is book. All from this, the, this is all from the 1910 book. This is all from the book that I got this from. Okay, okay. Okay. Now, now if a large-footed a large top-half gorilla in the North American woods wasn't wild enough, the way it goes about attacking its prey is fucking batshit insane. So what it will do is it'll... It'll post up on a trail, usually like on a bend or a curve, uh, where a little where it will stand on its tiny back feet, and then just start spinning. It'll start spinning and spinning and spinning, gaining so much speed that it becomes pretty much invisible to the naked eye. Now the motion is so fast, it even makes a sort of like droning noise, 
that sounds as though if it's coming like through the treetops. So if someone or like something were walking down the trail and didn't recognize the sound, it would rock, walk right into what the book calls the danger zone and then quote, <laughs> become instantly deposited in the form of syrup or varnish upon the huge paws of the wimpus. Now I assume that means it's moving so fucking fast and with such force, you basically liquefy when it when he it. hits you, and then he, yeah. just kind of, he just kind of sucks the goo off of his fingers, like when Augustus Gloop was like eating from the Chocolate River and Willy Wonka. That's what I picture. Yeah, but yeah. Oh my god, that's a <laughs> that's a good it's, one. It's like a fucking Tasmanian devil from the cartoon, yeah. like just wild. That not that not only breaks like the laws of physics, it breaks the, the it, a whole bunch. It of breaks barriers. the laws of God. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I, man, yeah, like you said, a, ta- a Tasmanian devil. But the funny thing is that real Tasmanian devils like don't even spin. No, like that. I feel like I'm. And I feel like I'm breaking you mentally with these stories. You are. Like I said, man, it's been a, like a long six months. I've been inside a lot in case the beard and hair didn't show that mm. to you. So, um, it's just. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I could further help with your mental health. It's <laughs> now you're gonna good. be thinking no. about this shit. This is the best thing for it, honestly. <laughs> All right, before we move on, honestly, to the- like, no, 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 hold on. Oh, I, yeah, I, I want to yeah. think about the, uh, uh, this last one a little bit more. Take your time. I I can edit out any I'm, long pauses if you want to take a minute. Yep, I'm gonna compare it to. I think they what they saw. Who were the people that saw this? Like no one really. It's, these are all just like tales that like lumberjacks would tell other lumberjacks at camp, people that were new to the camp, or like use as cautionary right. tales to help describe like different like weird shit they saw, weird shit that happened around the camp, or like cautionary tales to like tell people not to wander away, or else the fucking whirling wimpus will explode your guts. <laughs> well, the whirling wimpus was probably a guy named Steve. Okay. And he was probably like, you know, when you're out in the woods working harsh conditions like that for yeah. long periods of times, you tend to use substances. So I'm guessing Steve one day went out, you know, used whatever he did, whatever speed was back in the 17 to 1900s. Fair. And was super hungry because they hadn't got <laughs> deliveries going for a while. And just started swinging his arms like Bart <laughs> just in start, The Simpsons. Just started fucking you know? flailing. And if you get in my way, it's your own fault. <laughs> and <laughs> I, don't, I think that's the way that I picture. Because that one just seems a little too wild. Or someone had a little too much laudanum or something back in the day. I don't know what laudanum that, is, but I hear it referenced a lot in like old-timey TV shows. So maybe. Yeah, it's kind of it's technically an opiate based drug, but apparently a lot of famous painters and artists like trip balls off of it all the time. Oh, so it's a good time is what you're saying. Yeah. Love that. Hopefully, hopefully I can get some soon. We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jamie, you ready to hear about the last and probably the most relatable one? Yes. Because it looks like me. No, no, it's not. It's not a. It's not a, it's not a, <laughs> a crazy look. Look how long these beard hairs go out. Yeah, it's it's not a uh, long-haired Lebanese man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
This That'd is be a great name for Crypto, though. <laughs> that was, that's what I'm going to start calling you now. Is just... Yeah. <laughs> it's got a good ring to it. <laughs> I got to find an, an alliteration, though. Long, long-haired Lebanese looker. No. Uh, lurker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there that, we go. That long-haired Lebanese lurker. Yeah, that's that's your new nickname from now on. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, all right. So you ready for this one? I'm ready. This is my favorite one. Uh, there's actually a festival coming up soon based around this one that I'm currently a sponsor of. That's awesome. Uh, it is called the squonk. The squonk. I honestly might've heard this, but I got to hear what you have to say about it first. All right. Found only in the hemlock forests of Northern Pennsylvania. The squonk is hands down the saddest and probably the most relatable fearsome critter. Uh, constantly depressed and suffering from severe body image issues. The squonk is about the size of a pig has loose-fitting skin that's covered in warts and is sometimes said to that it's painful. It thinks that it's so ugly that it's constantly crying and is so ashamed of the fact that it's so ugly uh, that it keeps mostly to itself weeping. Uh, According to the book, it's said by those who have seen it to be the most morbid of beasts, beasts, which is like... Fuck man, like leave the doodle like alone. My God, Dude, you could have just said it was me. That would have been like much easier. Like you could have just said, constantly crying and covered in diseases. No, I said it's the most relatable. I didn't say it was based on you. No. Now hunters who have tried to capture the creature, tracking it by its trail of tears, which. After reading it out loud, that sentence isn't as yeah. good as I thought it was. Uh, found that when they get it cornered or like coax it into a sack, uh, it immediately will dissolve into a puddle of its own tears. Now, I don't know if that means it dies or if it's like a weird fucked up Phoenix type deal. I hope it's the latter because it'd be really sad if it just, it just got so sad and terrified that it died. Uh, but fun fact, lumberjacks used to play a joke where they would say they captured the squonk, but then they would just present like a pail of water, which I mean, for the time was probably a really funny joke. That was an awesome joke back then. And you know what it was? <laughs> it I'm going to get like real deep on you for a second. It was right. probably based after a lumberjack that killed himself. Oh, my God. And, and they <laughs> honestly, a lumberjack had been out there for so long, probably killed themselves. And they were like fuck we don't want because you know suicide was always frowned upon for so you're saying this is like a cautionary tale to love yourself yeah this is a cautionary tale to love yourself because if you're squonking out in the out in the woods <laughs> if you're squonking yourself, you're ronking if you, <laughs> that's, that should be a bumper sticker you gotta uh, get those write that down and get them printed up like no, i have right been th- i have been toying with the idea because uh may when this episode will be released the first day of may is uh mental health awareness month so i have been trying to come up with an idea like a t-shirt slash like trading card uh promo card to like help raise money yeah. for the trevor project which helps like lgbtq at ru- at risk youths like dealing with the world because it's a nightmare That's right an- now that's awesome, man. It's it's it has been a nightmare for everyone. But maybe I'll do the T-shirt and the trading card to say. I guess that's kind of that might be insensitive though. If you're squonking, you're ronking. I feel like that might if not send squonk, the right. Squonking, <laughs> but it's just gonna confuse everybody. And maybe you can get a bunch of idiots to buy it and donate to the actual right cause, even if they don't think they're so, donating to it. That's yeah, actually pretty good. Just because. Oh, so you, you you trick the bigots into supporting yeah. a cause they don't know. I like yeah, that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because it it has been crazy. Mm. It's like 
like god man it's like i feel i'm awesome that you're it's awesome that you're doing this for charity because um well i just gotta i just gotta i gotta figure out what it was gonna be though I do like you if know, you're squonking, you're ronking, though. That's if it. you're squonking, you're ronking. It's not like, just to confuse. It's, it's not good, but it's so fucking funny, and it's gonna confuse everybody. And you can make it say whatever message you want. Yeah, like, just 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 lie on one forum and say squonking means this whole new thing, where like kids are shitting in litter boxes and throwing at each other at school. Wait, what forms do you think have to fill out to make a T-shirt? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you don't gotta fill out anything. What? You don't gotta fill out anything. You can make a fucking t-shirt and draw a sharpie on something. Oh shit. Well, Jamie, that's all. There, there you have it. That is uh Fierce of Creatures of the Lumberwoods part one. I'm gonna do a part two coming TBD. I, I only did this episode because I couldn't think of what to do. And actually, you know what? Real quick. I do I do know why I did this episode is because the MetaZoo community, a couple people reached out to me to ask about like certain cryptids in the card game. And, oh, that's awesome! But they were cryptids. They, they were like basically cryptids like this. They they only were found in this one book in 1910. More like folklore than cryptids, I guess, because these aren't really cryptids. It's more of folklore stories. And yep. so one of them was uh, Natron. He reached out to me to ask about the Tripadero. So this one goes out to him. He's probably stopped listening by now if he's listening at all. So <laughs> uh, we're gonna do that. But uh, Jamie, what did you think of these fearsome critters? <laughs> I think it's awesome. I think we need stories in our lives. You know, it keeps us, uh, it, it's what we did before TV and world brains in our pockets that just absorb everything. We told each other stories. We made our own movies. We made our own scripts. We did everything. Whether they're true or not, it obviously matters to an extent, but the best thing was, we kept each other entertained and it built a sense of community around that talking yeah. to each other. Well, it's funny you say that. Cause uh, when I, I actually interviewed the, uh, the creator and CEO of MetaZoo, the card game that's based off cryptids. And he said the oh, same. Oh, I didn't know it was based off cryptids. Yeah. The whole card game is cryptid based. Every single, I didn't it's cryptid folklore, all that stuff is awesome. But, uh, he was, t I was telling him like how important is like, cause you know, like I could have came up with a card game about cryptids and like not give a fuck about the stories behind them. But, they're like really dedicated to like making sure that these stories don't get lost. Like even the flavor text on the cards, like, you know, they have that like in magic. Like even oh, absolutely. I played magic for all growing up. I'm back playing it again now that I got a broken wrist and, you but, know, but like, uh, but, but like even the flavor text on the cards, like gives you like a little bit of the backstory behind it. Yeah. And like podcasts like this and like some other cryptid podcasts, like the moth boys and stuff like that. Like, I think like keeping these stories, out there because if a book in 1910 no one's gonna fucking go to the library and look for a book that was in 1910 you know what i mean like so getting these yeah. keeping the the tales and the traditions alive of telling these stories i think is really important but i also could just be an idiot and not really think that but <clears throat> no it's uh it's absolutely important I, I agree with you yeah uh it's because without that we have nothing i mean think of and think of how much info they're trying to you know wipe from us they're banning books yeah they're banned they're stuff from the internet's being banned you know and it's like how everything used to be passed down was word of mouth yeah and now I think they can't they can't silence me because i have this podcast yeah that's right <laughs> no it's no it's seriously an, an important thing it's an important thing because there's a lot of other idiots out there spewing hatred and nonsense yeah that's just 
awful. And we're just having fun. That's all it comes down to. <laughs> well, Jamie, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate it. It was good talking to you. I haven't talked to you in a minute, so it was really fun. Yeah, man. I miss you, brother. I miss Anytime you. you want to come out here, you know, you got a spot. You and Allie get a spot. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, I, I mean, do you have anything to plug? Are you working on anything right now, or am I just... <laughs> um, at the moment, I could plug some work, but legally, I technically can't because uh, <laughs> DOJ um, type of stuff, huh? Uh, no, it's <laughs> it's worse. It's worse than the DOJ. Uh, you're honestly. a pop punk band now, huh? God, how'd you know that? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, all right. No, I I I'd, I'd love to, but um, what I. You know, something I, what I will plug is, uh, you know, uh, you know, I've always been an open source programming advocate, Yeah. share your ideas, share your views, make the world smarter, be a good person, do what you can. There's, you can learn anything you want on the internet without having to pay uh, $160,000 <laughs> for it. So, yeah. so you heard the man, that, all the don't go to school, don't get a degree. Just fucking have at it. It's not going to matter unless you know how to grow food in your backyard in 10 years. <laughs> all right, Alex Jones, let's all just calm down. Oh, come on, the frogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next MetaZoo character right there. The gay frogs. <laughs> the gay frogs. <laughs> uh, all right, so what do, what do I got to plug? I got to plug, uh, follow me on Instagram at Cryptic Cocktail. Uh, we also have a Ko-Fi. If you want to donate to that, it's Ko-Fi slash. No, Ko-Fi. Oh, my God. Ko-Fi slash. Ko. God damn it. Ko slash five dot com slash cryptic cocktail party. Uh, you can either do a one-time donation or you can do a recurring monthly donation, whatever you want. Uh, keep an eye out for maybe a T-shirt and promo card set coming out soon to help raise money for the Trevor Project. And I think that's it. So with that, I will say goodbye to Jamie. And Jamie will say goodbye to you. Take it easy, guys. Be well to each other.